Can you see me? <laughs> I know if we were together, you could be on a mic too, but am I frozen? You guys, welcome back to the lineup. Yeah, yeah. This week, I am so excited because I have, first of all, one of my best friends in the whole world, ex-roommate, Nikki Sliwak, with us on the lineup, but I'm also really excited about this one because Nikki, your story is incredible. You are, again, one of the most, I didn't even say this yet. I don't know why I just said again, but you are one of the most intelligent, caring people I've ever met. You are so sweet and I'm so obsessed with you, obviously. Your story is so awesome and you've helped and reached so many people. And honestly, like one of the main reasons I got into sports psychology was you and your story. You were one of the first people that I, I know I'm going on a rant right now, but- Yeah, why are you really hyping me up? I know, <laughs> yeah, live it up right now. Um, no, but you were one of the main reasons I got into sports psychology, aside from my ACL and everything I went through, it's just your story really like brought it to light. It was one of the first people I knew that was very close to me that shared their story and was willing to speak out against mental health. And um, that was something for me that really brought this to life that no one should struggle alone. Not my best friend, not my teammates, not a stranger. Nobody's in this battle against mental health alone. And you were the first person to show me that. And I think that that is so awesome that you were willing to take that risk and be the first of so many people. And I don't even know if you realize the impact you had. Let me wrap this rant up because I'm gonna talk about it a lot throughout the podcast, but that is a main reason why I wanted you on this podcast. One, because you're my bestie, and two, because you're incredible. Uh, dude, I wasn't ready to cry today. All right, check, check. It's already started, so I know it's working. Let's do this. Wait, Nikki, how are you? <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, admit Nikki into the waiting room. Like, it's so funny. I had so much authority. <laughs> I know. I was about to text you. Just let me in. <laughs> I felt like a teacher. I was like, admit. <laughs> ah, good time. Ah, not me running a podcast, having no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. I think you do a better job than people that do know what they're doing. Oh, thanks. I think you have to say that because you're my best friend. But thank you. I don't have to. <laughs> Not to. Yeah, you really don't. Oh, also, wonder something funny. This is so side note, but I just felt it in my shirt, so that's why I like I'm doing this. See that hole? <gasps> Do you know what that's from? When I fell and broke my thumb. <laughs> I've ruined my sweatshirt, dude. <laughs> like, wait, well, I would have thrown the sweatshirt out. No, I love. This is like one of my favorite sweatshirts, and I absolutely ruined it. And then today I was selling Ali Bull, and she was like, "Well, there's a hole in the back too," and I was like, "What the?" What did I do? <laughs> so now I wear this sweatshirt in memory of one, my thumb, and two, <laughs> the sweatshirt it used to be. It's really sad. Of the sweatshirt. In memory of. <laughs> wearing the sweatshirt in memory of. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the hall for dinner tonight. Are you jelly? What the heck? Yeah. They got a new spring why menu. Did you to, why did you have to say that to me? I don't know. That was kind of mean. They got a new spring menu, though, so. Shrimp everywhere. No. Yeah. So much shrimp on the menu. Shut up, are you serious? Shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> shrimp on the menu, shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> all the shrimp, all the way around. <laughs> okay, I, I need to focus on, on the, the bobby in the <laughs> So dumb. Oh, so dumb. Okay, well, I guess we should get started, because, like... Can we do that in the middle of it? <laughs> You guys can't see us right now, but we're doing the worm. We're sending it back and forth. Alrighty, let's get right to it. Make sure your hair looks good. Oh, mine already does. So, oh, 
Oopsie. Oh, God. Can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) 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 Were you pretending like... (laughs) Were you pretending like you couldn't right there? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Who's that going to (laughs) help? I literally was like... (laughs) (laughs) Pretending like you're frozen. What? Oh, my gosh. Maybe I don't want to have you as a guest. I'm not really sure. Um, Okay, so let's just... Get right into it. Let's start by hearing your story. I know a lot of people don't know your full story, so why don't you run us through that? Oh, God. It's really long, though. It is long. You can give us a full version, or you can give the condensed one. I got nowhere to be, except for dinner tonight, but, like, that could wait. <laughs> I guess, like, you can start. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, I don't even know where to start. I guess the, the biggest thing is, actually, when I was the youngest – um, in the beginning years of my life, um, I lost my dad on 9-11, um, and I was three years old. So that has had a huge impact on my, my life growing up and who I've become and who I am. Um, definitely want to get into that. Yeah. I'll just give like a brief overview. So then played sports my whole life. Um, and then, you know, I get to high school, middle school, and then I start to get to high school and I struggled with an eating disorder. Um, and then really bad depression. And then I got to college and really started struggling with anxiety and depression at the same time. Um, so I've kind of had it all throughout my life and, you know, being a college athlete, um, it's hard and it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um, because I've seen it, I've seen teammates, I've been through it my whole life. Um, I've seen teammates struggle with it. So that is why I'm really passionate about talking about it. In one of your articles, you said like, you just started talking about it. And then Kathy had said something like, well, when I was back in school, like no one talked about it. Um, you didn't have sports psychologists, stuff like that. But even when we were like freshmen, sophomores, we didn't even have it. So it's a very new thing to talk about. And I think that, like I said earlier, you were one of the first to do it, but it's so new still, I feel like. No, it definitely is. I mean, I, I got this, I, someone asked me this question and was like, how is it when you got to college? And then by the time you left, like, and honestly, when I first got to college, there was nothing really. Um, we, we didn't talk about it. Um, I think I went to the coaches and talked about it, but there wasn't really any resources or anything for me to go to. It was like kind of me, I had felt at the time it was just me against the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time I left Maryland, it, there was, we had a sports psychologist on staff, you know, SAC, the, the athlete, um, uh, committee. Yeah. The athlete committee. <laughs> I was like, I was on it. I can't remember. Uh, I hate when my brain turns off. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did a really great job. They added a whole part to it of mental health and, you know, kids, coming up with different ideas to help the student athletes and, you know, making sure that it was known uh, the resources that were on campus. So um, I, it was definitely better by the time I left, but I don't, I think it can always, like it can still improve. Yeah, definitely room for improvement. Let's go back to little three-year-old Nikki. I can, first of all, only imagine what little baby Nikki was like. Probably a diva. Duh. I had a bob and everything and it was so freaking cute. I mean, I just, I had the whole like, dress up Mm -hmm. oh my god everything yeah no I can picture that so but when you were three also like you said the tragedy of losing your dad happened 
Um, and obviously that's going to have an impact on your life. How have you seen that impact your life? Yeah. Um, it is crazy to think about because I was three years old and I don't have a single memory of the day, the weeks, the months, the years after, um, which is so strange. Um, it has impacted me because I miss this person that I don't even know I'm like, I don't even know who I'm missing because I don't, I don't have any memories of my dad or have any memories with my family, like family time and all that. Like I only have things that other people have told me stories that other people that my family have told me. Um, so it's like, I kind of make up this like picture perfect family in my head, but I don't, I don't know really what it was like. Um, and I think that just growing up and processing that has been the hardest. Um, because it's like, I, I think I get caught up in, in picturing what my life would have been like if my dad was here. But the thing is, it, he's not. And that's just what it is. And that's how it is. And that's how I have to live with that. But um, I think that's where a lot of my depression came from, because that's how I used to process things. And was it, you said in middle school, you started to struggle with your depression, um, early, like anxiety did you know at that time that it was due to your dad's death or did you not really know where it was stemming from? Yeah, I, I, well, there was other things that were happening at that time. Um, so I don't know if I put it like made it all my dad at that time, that that was what I was feeling. But in middle school, I was just, I, I was a, a little different, like not, I was just different as in I have got, I, gone through so much already in my life that I was I guess I was more mature for my age and so I just there was things that other kids were doing or acting and behaving that I just like was just not about that because I had already I've I was probably like way beyond my years Mm -hmm. um so I had um a little girl drama um you know one of like one of these girls who I am now close friends with again, like um, she whatever talks bad about me and like middle school girls do like, yeah, like yeah, said, yeah. like, I, like call like me a name or something. Yeah. And I honestly don't even remember. It was so stupid. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was just like, well, if you're my friend, like if you're supposed to be my best friend, like so you wouldn't do that to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just was like, no, we're done. Like, and then it caused a lot of drama with separations and friends and groups Mm -hmm. and all this and that. And so I was dealing with that. And then I had a lot of uh, hate because in eighth grade I had made um, varsity for, um, three different sports which Which, by the way side note is so weird to me we've talked about this i don't understand how you as a what is that 13 year old 12 or 12 (laughs) i was like like 17 and 18 yes that is so wild to me i guess freshman year is only one year difference but that year like is a big difference no but it is it's like such a yeah. big development year too and it's like I don't know yeah, it, was it was weird I think I was like 45 pounds in eighth grade like I would have literally been kicked to the curb in a second <laughs> I was I probably was the same height and weight <laughs> as I am now <laughs> Not- they would have been like who let this third grader on the field like, <laughs> like if, if I walked out there <laughs> all right go ahead sorry <laughs> it just blows my mind um but so I made this this, like the three sports and like Mm -hmm. obviously uh, people parents 
teammates weren't happy with that because I'm a little eighth grader taking over other people's positions that are older than me. Mm -hmm. And then I got to high school. And so now I have separated friends. I don't really have that many friends. I had like a couple good close friends and I was friends with like the older girls more. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, now I'm playing and now parents and teammates are really not happy because now I'm starting over these girls as a freshman. Um, so that was kind of hard. Um, and then, you know, I think this is when I started to like process my dad and, and really started to be like, you know what, I just, I, I was seeing all these like dads stand on the sideline at games. And I would always be like, why can't, like, why isn't my dad there standing there? Like he would have been a way better dad than all these dads. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I would yeah. like to think it is, but I don't even know. Yeah. Um, so it was just like hard. I don't know why it really started to take like. I've been playing sports my whole life and I've been seeing dads on the sideline, but like, it was just really when I was starting to process everything and process, like, I don't have my dad here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was just, there was so much going on and, and going into, um, high school and everything. Um, I then developed my eating disorder in 10th mm -hmm. grade. And what did that look like to start? Um, it was very, like, very small. Like, no one would have noticed it, really. I didn't even notice it. Like, I just was, like, just slowly cutting out different things. Like, I literally just started making up different rules, like, different diets as I went. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'll be keto today, but, like, only till lunch. <laughs> that was me. That was me. I had literally not a clue what I was doing. Yeah. Whatever I felt. <laughs> I was like, today I'm going to be vegan. And, like, didn't you eat, like, I mean, you ate like McDonald's and whatever you wanted before that, right? So yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. like a pretty. So then good I shift. became yeah. I would eat whatever. I didn't really think about it. I would eat pizza. I would eat like junk food when I wanted. Like, mm -hmm. and then I slowly was like, I'm not. No, I'm not eating junk food. No, I'm not eating fast food. No, I'm not eating carbs. No, I'm not eating meat. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. Like it was just like then it and then it started to really pick up and it really mm -hmm. started to like there was probably like five things I could count on my fingers like of what I would actually eat like vegetables fruits it was vegetable it was pretty much vegetables and salad and fruit that was yeah. pretty much it extra dressing always extra dressing with the salad though if anyone always. knows me <laughs> listening, you know that I love and would love to be like die in balsamic dressing. If I had a dollar for every time we sat at a restaurant, I said, you're going to want an extra side of dressing with that. You say, no, I'll wait and see until it comes out. Me. I think you should order it now. Salad comes out. Can I get an extra side of dressing? Are you kidding me? And then you're just sitting there while we're all halfway done our meals because <laughs> they forgot and your extra like, side oh, of dressing. I didn't get my dressing yet. <laughs> It's literally the same conversation every time. That is so funny. And, oh, and, and God. It, you're right every single time. But, like, yeah. I still yeah. don't. Because <laughs> I just feel bad. And half the time, they forget. So, like, I have right. to ask anyway again. Or you're like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to eat it anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Never. like, oh, God, I'm too hungry. I can't wait. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. But now your salads are in a healthy way. Um, much different than they were sophomore year of high school. So, when you started to notice this shift in foods and shift in eating and what you were allowing yourself to eat, what was the next step? Like what was happening after you cut out the carbs, cut out the junk food? What was next? Um, I was playing terrible. I was so irritable. Like my, God bless my mother. Um, 
always (laughs) always oh my god but she um I was fighting with her all the time I mean so this time I'm proud I'm bad like sophomore year of high school I'm battling depression and an eating disorder so like double um I I think I actually dropped down to about 100 pounds which which was crazy it was like I'm someone who's so competitive. So it became a competition because Mm -hmm. I had this scale in my bathroom and I would step on the scale and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm 110. Like maybe tomorrow I can get like, I'm going to try to compete and get to 108 tomorrow. And then it just really kept going down from there, which was like so scary because I was like competing against myself to be skinnier. In the worst way, not even competing. Yeah. Something that you said that I like, had never really heard before you shared your story was it wasn't always about the body image for you but it was controlling something and you said like control like having a controllable factor in a world that like seemed to be like uncontrolled for you and like that's that's something I never heard yeah that really it because like my mom used to ask me because she, she like she didn't understand it whatever and at the time like she thought it was like a body image thing and it really wasn't that like yeah there were days where I'd be like wow I look so fat like I'm not gonna eat or whatever but like that really wasn't the main thing behind it it was more yeah it was more there were so many outside factors I wasn't getting along with my high school coaches um I mean school was fine actually was that was one aspect that was like constant my whole life but um I just, I felt like I was so out of control. I couldn't control my behavior. I couldn't control really anything. And I could control what I put into my body and what I ate. Mm -hmm. And then the more people, the more my mom, the more my family told me to eat, the more I wanted to not eat. Right. And and then it became, again, it became a control thing. They wanted me to eat and I didn't, and then I was like, screw that. I'm not going to eat. Yeah. Even there was times I was even like starving and I was hungry and I wanted to eat, but because they were telling me to, I, I was like, nope, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. And there's, it got to a point where I literally, I'm not even kidding. It got to a point where my mom was making these like protein shakes for me in the morning. And I thought it was like a super healthy, like protein shake. Um, and I found out later that she was putting Haagen-Dazs ice cream into them. Smart Sue, you are a genius. Smart, yeah. Oh. So she was putting literally like three huge scoops of Haagen-Dazs ice cream into this protein shake that no wonder why I thought it tasted amazing. <laughs> Wait, that's... I wasn't eating, the, like I wasn't getting enough calories throughout the day, so... I couldn't like she could try to make it up for me in that. Oh, and that's just like a mom's way of like caring. Like she knew that like she she knew her one approach of telling you to eat wasn't going to work. Exactly. And so she saw that and she took advantage of, you know, being sneaky. <laughs> and I like it. That's incredible. I know. I don't know if I ever said I never told anyone that, but she did. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably like, this tastes so good. I'm losing so much weight. Your mom's like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you think about it, I was having this literally Haagen-Dazs milkshake at that point every morning, and yet I was still losing weight. Yeah, that's, like, scary. Like, we can joke, but that's, like, that's how bad it was. Yeah, that's, like, the crazy thing. Right. That's right. where I'm like, whoa. And then I was like, oh, when she told me that, she told me that, like, years later, I was like, that's why there, because I oh, there was always Hagen Dazs in the freezer, uh-huh. and I never touched it, so like I never opened it or anything. I never really thought of it, and I was like, no one really eats it. Like, why is it here? Yeah. And I was like, 
<laughs> Nikki eats it. That's why it's here. It's like, oh, wait, I, I'm eating it. It's me. Wait, that's funny. I mean, good on your mom. Like, they just know. She, yeah, she's a lifesaver. Something I think about, like, for you, um, like, a, kind of a lot, is that, like, you were so blessed in the way that, like, you lost your dad, obviously, at a young age, but you were blessed with, like, two older brothers. So, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know this, she's a twin, and then she has an older brother, Kyle and Ryan, and you were just blessed because thank God you had those male figures in your life. And obviously no one's ever going to replace your dad. And we can't sit here and say that they did, but you were just blessed in a way that like, yeah, like they, the boyfriends did have to get through the brothers, two brothers, not one, but two. And you did have that like male in the house, not once, but twice. So I think of that sometimes, like, have you ever thought about that? Or is that something that you just kind of like? have? Yeah. I mean, I, my older brother, I think it was my older brother, someone I always looked up to in my life Mm -hmm. because I saw how he processed you know, the, the, de- like our dad and the loss of him. And he had way more memories and was way closer with him because he was a little bit older. So he kind of channeled it onto the sports field and channeled the loss. Um, and I kind of followed in the footsteps and I, um, I'm really thankful that I was able to kind of follow in his pathway because I don't know if I, if I didn't have him as a role model of channeling it onto the sports field and just everything you were feeling and just, you know, play for him. I don't know how, if I would have been able to do that on my own and process it in that way. And, you know, having my twin brother, like we were the same age, we went through the same thing. So like, it's just nice to like confide in him and know that, you know, he went through his own struggle and he actually was a big reason like that I really like got myself into gear because I saw him. And so like just having them, but also like my mom really. Yeah. I mean, she's a super mom. Yeah. Like my mom was someone who, yeah, I didn't have a dad, but I did because my mom took on that role Yeah, all the time because it's so hard. Like she was taking my brothers to like health night or whatever. (laughs) Do you guys have that? No, no. What the heck? So in our school, like fifth grade, you know, people are just starting to go through changes. So then we have like a health night. There was one for girls and one for. How cute is that? Yeah. So like, obviously the moms took the, took the daughters, took the girls, but my mom took my brothers Yeah, in there with all the dads. And, you know, like she really, like she was out there in the backyard, like throwing balls at my brother, like to make him practice like a dad would. (laughs) She, just because my dad wasn't there, she very much made up for it. And yeah, possible. Uh Well, you were blessed in so many ways, but also like just your mom, like you, I mean, obviously you guys, again, we're best friends. So I, we know Sue here and she's probably throwing like bullets in the backyard like she's probably ripping shots yeah I believe it (laughs) I absolutely believe that (laughs) okay so then fast forward a few years um actually not really a few years side note let's talk about the first time that we (laughs) let's talk about the first time that we met each other met I'm using air quotes right now met (laughs) and literally at like a lacrosse tournament where were we like Virginia or something it's oh yeah yeah there was another time you dm'd me oh yeah yeah, to make a group chat oh my gosh we were probably like 12 so yeah no we met at like a lacrosse tournament in like literally eighth grade maybe ninth grade some somewhere like that we were babies no it couldn't have been eighth grade because we were no we were older because we we both knew we were going we were committed that was probably like 10th grade yeah so 10th grade probably 400 degrees outside we're in Virginia 
literally I walk up into the circle and I was like, oh, I think this girl's going to Maryland. We, it was just one of those things when you're <laughs> oh, a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Literally you're a sophomore in high school and you're like, oh, God forbid there's someone else in my class. Wait, so I'm not the only person showing up. Now I'm surprised. And so I literally was like, okay. The only thing we said to each other was, aren't you going to Maryland? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Me too. Like that's like <laughs> the extent of our conversation. And that was it. And that was and it. That, and that was it. And then after the game, we we're like, Bye. 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 <laughs> in two years. <laughs> like up until freshman year. Little did we know that we would be like literally best friends. Like <laughs> I know. That's so funny. I just like think about that sometimes. Um, okay. So at that point in your career, like those so- long summer tournaments, like how were you getting through this? So we can joke about like, oh, it was 100 degrees. It was literally so hot. We had seven games in a day. It, we're pay, playing high competition. Like, we're playing each other, other girls who are committed to top schools. Like, it was tough competition. How did you get through that with how many calories were you eating? Nearly not enough, probably. Yeah. I would say, like, a max. Well, besides those haagen shakes. <laughs> yeah, cut that. I was personally eating, like, probably, like, 600 calories. Jeez. That is insane. I honestly don't know how I made it through. Because if you think about it, like, you're playing – I don't even know how I ever did that, but like you're playing like five games in a day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My mom was forcing food. Like I was like so you're eating on, like, like watermelon, pretzels. Nikki. I was eating like two chipotle burritos and cookies. I don't. I. I'm just. I'm. It's like I know. Just, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, and it's like I. I. I just like how would you, knowing what you know now tell girls to look out for that how if you were my teammate and we were sophomores in high school we weren't playing against each other but we were playing with each other what is something that I could have looked out for in you as a teammate yeah um well I was tired all the time like I couldn't run really so and I I think also as a teammate like I took everything so personally Mm -hmm. so like yeah I was losing weight but like also not eating and getting enough nutrients mess like it messes with a lot of different parts of you and your body so like I was irritable and like I didn't like when people told me what to do I'd be like no like screw you like as a teammate like I wasn't a good teammate because I was really I was so insecure about myself um so something I feel like something to look out for is like someone's like snapping at you and just not a way that they normally really are um someone who's getting pushed to the ground a lot and just like I know I fall (laughs) okay well that's different you fall when there's literally no one around you (laughs) yeah exactly like (laughs) like the 50 yard line is not tripping you like the turf monster just gets me all the time I don't know where it's too bad yeah it's It's so weird it's just like only me though it's like (laughs) I miss that so much like that was such a simple joy in practice okay but like all jokes aside I was like (laughs) the push down to the ground not me tripping by myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're frail like, you're tiny like yeah. but irritability I mean, that's and a good you can, one and most of the times when you when there's an eating sword like you can clearly see it like mm-hmm. someone who's struggling um and there are times where you, you can't see it but i don't like i don't get why it's so weird to just check in on someone yeah. like hey like how's it going like you good like you yeah. know even well, if you don't see someone struggling like well, that was going to be my next point. It's like, how do you raise that point? And I've talked to, I think this was Victoria Garrick's. I don't really remember, but some, they were just like genuinely, yeah, it was her, just genuinely checking in on your friends, taking a second, being like, how are you doing? Like, not just like a passing, hey, how are you? Or like, what's up? Like, everybody appreciates being checked in on and being listened to. And I think 
whether your friends are struggling with this or not, just taking a second to check in on them and making sure that everything's good. Um, I mean, and then you feel loved. Like, yeah. knowing that someone cares about you and actually wants to hear what you have to say. Like, I could be like, hey, how's it going? Like, but I don't want you to be like, yeah, lacrosse is good. And, you know, I'm doing good. Like, no, I want you to actually tell me, like, how, how are you doing? How is yeah. mentally? How is it physically? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's becoming more and more common, obviously, yeah. as we start these conversations where people are able to, like, genuinely ask about how, especially girls, how the other girls doing. Um, but even just a few years ago, like, it wasn't common to just be like, how are you doing? And be like, wait, I'm not good. Like, I'm not yeah. okay. And, and or- that's the other thing, though. Like, if someone's coming to you, like, it's okay to, like, lean on other people. Yeah. And that was something I had to learn. Like in, in college, I learned a lot. Um, because I hit it, like I hit a lot of stuff from you guys. And yeah. I know like you, like, I remember you saying to me, like, you were like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know, like I like, and I'm like, but I didn't want you to know, like I made sure you didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like, that was something I had to learn how to do. Like I had to learn how to open up and, and be vulnerable with other people. And honestly, once I did, like, you guys were so amazing. Like you made, you helped my process of healing like that much better and that much quicker because I was able to like talk things out with you guys so I don't even like you especially like I don't even know if you know that but like it helped me so like so much like tremendously yeah well love to hear that and I yeah I remember having that conversation just like apologizing and the second you opened up about it it was just you just saw like the healing and the growth and it was just so awesome I actually am super happy you brought up college because that's where this conversation was going anyway and I wanted to talk about college and your journey and then post high school coming into college you're a freshman at a very very good competitive school um at the time number one in the nation and battling with anxiety battling with depression um and then not playing at a number one school in the nation how how did that feel I mean so I always start off like when I talk about my college days I'm still in college (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like back in college well I literally have class in 20 minutes (laughs) back in the good old days (laughs) oh gosh we're never graduating (laughs) forever actually going to college I was super excited because I I wanted to go away I mean I didn't really want to be away from my mom and family but I was just like I was just so excited to get off Long Island meet new people but then I got to college and I was like oh wait it was just a lot like it, it was meeting a lot of new people remembering everyone's name like it was nice having a built-in like family right away with lacrosse but it was still like overwhelming and then meeting outside people mm-hmm. um and just going to class with these people I don't even know because I'm used to being in high school with the same people over and over again right um, and it's a big college like Maryland's yeah, not, like your classes huge right. like yeah. Um, which I loved it, but it was still overwhelming to learn everything. Right. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm away at school and now I have to juggle college classes that are way different than high school classes. Um, and I was a good student in high school. Like I had straight A's in high school and I get to college and I like fail my first test. I'm like, Ugh, I will never forget that class. This? <laughs> I will never forget that class. That was the oh, worst class of my whole life. Class? Yes. The <laughs> first and last business class I've ever taken in my life. I'm yeah, not that, a business That really girl. steered me away from business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We got That's... hit hard out of the gate, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. I was like, I've never gotten below, like, 
maybe an, like an 80. And if I got an 80 in high school, I'd freak out. Like, and I'm like straight, like 65. Oh my God. I'm, like, if we got an 80 in that class, we'd be like, let's go. I know. I'd be like, I got 100 boys. I was like, let's we're celebrating. <laughs> we're like, come on, get the girls. We're celebrating. D-Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh God, that class was so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. So um, your adjustment was so yeah. yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, I mean, the Terps, college, there's a lot of um, fun lots fun, of fun yeah, to be had a lot of fun so um there's a whole new scene that I've never seen because I never done any of that in, in high school so yeah so there's all of that there's just so much going on and then now you're putting on top of now you're putting lacrosse in the mix and yeah we were number like they were coming off uh, a huge loss and obviously everyone's fired up to go like freshman year like we're ready to like roll like Kathy was not messing around um so, you know, I fall ball comes and I'm really terrible. I'm sucking. Like I, I was all American in high school, but all of us were all Americans. Once you get to, once you get to Maryland, like everyone on the team's an all American. And so that means really nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so lacrosse wasn't going the, the way I wanted it to. I wasn't playing good at all. Like my self-confidence went down. My self-esteem went down. Like it just like one thing was rolling into the next and I really dug a deep hole like without a one single word being spoken of it it just mm-hmm. happened um freshman year I I went home really when I could and then sophomore year came around and I I was literally a a ball of anxiety like that <laughs> was ready to burst at any moment really yeah and the thing was, like, uh, like I said, like no one knew because I didn't yeah. want people to know. But like, I would go home from like practice or from a really long day and just like literally cry on the phone to my mom for mm. like an hour, like. Or you'd run <laughs> for miles and miles. Yeah. And yeah, you like to run, but it wasn't like healthy running. We learned yeah, that later. I I just would work out all the time because that was really the only thing that made me feel good. Like that was yeah. the only thing that again I finally got over the eating disorder. So I was like, okay, I can't like control my like I'm. I can control my food, but I'm going to stay healthy with it, but I'm going to control working out like really much, like a lot now. Um, and there was still, there were still some parts where I did struggle with eating again. Like I would say sophomore year, I was, but it was, again, it wasn't a, an image or body image thing. It was more because my anxiety was so bad. Like I needed to release it. So there were like actually some nights that I made myself throw up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you know this, but like there was one night, remember the time, I'm just spilling all my secrets. Remember the time I I uh, popped a blood vessel in my eye? Yeah, actually. Yeah, it was because I told everyone like I just woke up with it or something. I I made myself throw up the night before, and because I was throwing up nothing because I had nothing in my body, my I popped a blood vessel in my eye. Oh my god, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, but like I want to say this a million times, like you don't know, like. Yeah. And, that's that's what like the hard thing is because I didn't want anyone to know because you know I I you guys were going through your own thing too and I didn't want to put the stress of me like I didn't want to be a burden on anyone else Mm -hmm. and I actually I had my mom too and she was a great outlet and like a great resource for me um but it was just a lot like I was just everything that was happening like I was just thinking I would go to bed but then I wouldn't even actually go to bed because yeah, <laughs> I was I thinking that. about 
every single thing I did in that day, like literally every shot I took, every, every word I said to someone, cause maybe I offended them. Maybe they took it the wrong way. Like I was worrying about that at night. Like it just became a very vicious cycle that I was going yeah. through. Well, first I of all, I don't even know what I just said. I <laughs> know, oh, no, that was good. First okay. of all, here I was being like, yo, your eyeball is messed up up i was like that's disgusting i was being i, mean, I made it known that i had I was a, like, yeah a i was like get away cycle. you are <laughs> i was so bad about that but in a loving way um second of all you said that, like you didn't want to be a burden and i think that a lot of people probably feel that way and i think that a lot of people probably struggle with that and that is something that is one of the biggest reasons i'm in this field is well hope gonna be in this field is yeah, because uh, like yes you are I, I just don't ever want people to feel that way. I don't want people to feel like they're a burden or sh like troubling me or anyone with like problems. Like when people genuinely ask what's like, what's up? How are you? Like to genuinely say I'm not okay is a huge step and feeling like you're not a burden is so important because people do care about you and care about, you know, each other. Um, so it's just so important that we all know that like we're not burdens for asking for help or anything like that. Um, it's actually such a sign of strength. So that it, it really yeah. is like yeah. asking for help is so much stronger. And like, it makes you so much a bigger person and a better person than sitting in silence. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, I lost my train of thought when I was going on this rant. Oh, this is what I was going to say. We're not that important. No one's laying in bed being like, oh, Nikki Sliwak, like that girl, I'm going to like blah, blah. Like nobody, we're not that important. Like, yeah. Or like that shot I took in practice, if it was just three inches to the left, would have went in. We're not that important. We're like, Kathy's not laying up in bed being like, well, if Nikki would have made that shot, she would have. Like it's, it's yeah. easy to say, but like just to keep that in like, we're going to notice those small things. We're going to see those little plays and it's going to eat us alive if we let it. But if we just kind of take a step back and realize like, the magnitude of that like one shot compared to like your whole day is probably so tiny. It is literally one millisecond of the entire day. And honestly, Kathy like, probably, she's probably like helping Braxton over FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's trying to find Braxton over on the other yeah, side. Yeah. Like Braxton's <laughs> running around on the other side of the field and she's trying to bring him in. Like that's yeah. what's happening. But and it's I'm, true. I'm literally up at night um, like thinking about, oh my God. Oh my God. I just ruined my shot. I, my I whole career is done. <laughs> Like my no. reputation is done. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, but it's so easy to get in that like horrible spiral. Like it really yeah. is. And especially like I think about it too, like when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm like, oh, I hope like, you know, that came off okay. Or just the other day I was telling to Hannah, like she was taking my car to go get like something and I was like, it was raining and I was like, oh like like be careful, it's raining. And then she got in the car, I was like, drive safely or drive smart instead of drive safely. And I was like, oh my gosh, she probably thinks I care about my car. She I, she probably thinks that like, I only care if the car comes back in one piece because I literally made it sound <laughs> I don't like, care about her. Yeah, I made it sound like, like if my car doesn't come back in one piece, then I will, like I was done. like, drive smart, like a yeah, dad. My friend and I was like, I, yeah. And so immediately I texted her and I was like, no, I did not mean that. Like I just <laughs> meant drive safely. Like, I love you. Like small things like that, that like, you know, it does add up. Like I could see how at the end of the day you'd be like, oh my my gosh, I did. I say this. Did I say that? How I just rambled on for 45 minutes because that's what I do. How? <laughs> what? You? Me no. talking? I don't think so. How, <laughs> how at the end of those days when you're laying in bed and obviously you said you didn't sleep for a while, but once you did figure it out, how did you, how did you get your brain to settle down? It took me, it took me a while. 
um, I started to read some books um, and I really started to just work. I actually worked with Mich uh, Dr. Michelle Garvin mm -hmm. um, and I originally went to her for like sports psychology and just like performance. Um, but it really just, I'm a big believer in like, you're going to perform if the life, if your life off the field is good and healthy and you're like good on that aspect, then you're going to perform well. And if, if things in your life aren't going well, then you're going to perform like that. Literally preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Like people are like, Oh, turn it off when you get into the field. And it's like, yeah, I could, I, I think I'm turning it off, but like subconsciously I'm not. And yeah. subconsciously I'm playing like I'm not doing well off the field. Yeah. So, I like I hate that saying I hate like just turn it off and like get it off like I'm trying I'm trying I mean, to it's, it's like it's hard to separate your life I mean it's all your life it all sure. together makes up your life not this is one life and then the second I step on field that's another life it is your life it's it's really hard like yeah being a really good athlete like you can do that but like I think to be the best athlete like you got to control everything mm -hmm. yeah, um, so like I so Oh, I started with uh, going <laughs> yeah. Dr. Michelle Garvin. I was like, how did we get on that? But so pretty much it was like, I was just talking about sports and things I could do to like get better in, at lacrosse and the mindset. But it really just then started going into things I, I didn't process about my life and what was actually going on in my life at that time. Um, but then she just really helped me at the time it was what I like with just sports, just like changing my, my, the way I talked to myself and the way that like I was viewing, um, playing time and, and viewing like my role on the team. And I really took that and put it into my entire life. Like, yeah, I'm not getting playing time, but I'm going to be a great teammate teammate. Yeah. Like I am pissed at my mom, but I like, I'm still going to be a great daughter because she deserves that. Like it was just, I started changing my mindset into things that I could control instead of worrying about all these things that I couldn't like, I took the shot. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm way, uh, wide awake at night, but I can't go back and change that. Like I can only move forward. I can only be present. Um, and that was the hardest thing because with anxiety, like you're just constantly thinking about the future or thinking about the past. Like I just had to learn how to be present. Um, so I read a lot of books on that. Um, I just really started to like, think about like, I, the things I was saying to myself, like on a daily basis, like I would never say that to one of you guys, mm -hmm. like, obviously I'm like going to hype you guys up. Like you're my best friend. I'm going to help you through it. Like, why wouldn't I do that to myself? And that was like a huge thing for me. Like I'm going to talk to to myself the way I would talk to to you. Like that's if you were one of the biggest that. things I've learned in the last year. Like why would I say that to myself if yeah. I wouldn't say it to I, I like I used to tell myself like I suck. I don't deserve to be on this team. I like am not good enough. Like, well, I am good enough to be here. I do mm -hmm. deserve to be on this team. And yeah, if I'm not getting playing time, that's not the only thing that determines who I am or what and I am as worth. Like, yeah, yeah, like my worth. So mm -hmm. when I started, I was able to like change that mindset that like really started to like take over my world. Mm -hmm. Um. So then you shifted your mindset. Then, then what? Like then, how did life look for you? How does life look now? Where are you now? Because you're not a terp anymore. I know. How did that look after your I'm shift? Always a terp at heart. You're always a terp. That's for sure. I'm a terp, always. A terp. <laughs> 
And you're Maryland girl still. Yeah, we got uh, you for another year. I, you can't escape Maryland because, like, you can't. I'm, at, I'm not Towson now, taking a fifth year. <laughs> but my coaches, all three coaches, went to Maryland. Yeah. So, like, I'm always surrounded by Terps. No, yeah, Terps are everywhere, and you're it's stuck, so in, strange, like, stuck in the state forever. Like, you're never yeah. leaving the state. I'm not letting you. Unless I leave, then, like, you can go with me wherever I go or, like, something like that. But, like, Thank I'm not – until I leave Maryland, you're not leaving Maryland. So – now, how does your how did that look post shift? Um, so I mean, I'm doing great, you know. Uh, but it's <laughs> like the thing, yeah. <laughs> look at me go. But the thing is, it's like it's a it's a process. Like yeah. it, life is just a process. Like it's never like I still have bad days. Like I still are days where I just don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like going to practice. I don't feel my self-worth or whatever. And there are things that I do to like help that. And you know what? If I have one bad day in a month, two bad days in a month, that is way better than I ever was. So I'll take that. Yeah. Um, And it's like, there's always just new challenges. Like, I mean, I'm coming to Towson. I'm a fifth year. I'm coming to a new team. Again, I'm, I'm meeting all these new people, but I have been through it. So I was able to process things way better and talk about things that I wasn't able to process, process at the time. Um, lacrosse wise, it was just weird because I'm starting now. I'm playing a full 60 minutes. Like I'm not coming off. And the crushing it. Um, no, but <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just different. Like you prepare for a game, you prepare for like, you just prepare a little bit differently. So, I mean, I, sh- once again, I struggled with that, but then, you know what, it's, you just figure it out. And I think I'm just a lot better at going through the process now than I ever was. And maybe um, rolling with the punches. Like, I don't know if that's, yeah. like a, I feel like that's something that's like shifted a little bit for you. Or exactly. like, you know what, like you said it, you know what you can control and what you can't control. And you just kind of are better at rolling with the punches than you were a few years ago. Right. That's huge. Exactly. And like, I mean, I'm close to you guys. So yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's huge. So like you left us, but not like really. Yeah, I know. I'm probably there way more than you would walk today. <laughs> no way. <laughs> there was so, like one Sunday where I was there and I just never left. That was awesome. <laughs> you we guys spent, were like, okay, so are you gonna go? No, we spent all Sunday together and it was so much fun. It was a bit like it was the longest time we spent together since we were roommates. I and know. We were roommates. You know, like when do you ever get to live with your best friends? Dude. Being in college, just living your life, like college is a wild place. I know. Like not even for like the reasons like it's wild, just like the why why did anyone let us five live together without any authority? Like I don't know how they how anyone let that like how (laughs) the coaches, the parent, like all our parents, I don't know. Who signed the papers? (laughs) Who signed the lease to the house? (laughs) Okay. Final question for you, Miss Sleewak. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Loaded. I I don't know. I can't think about like given. I just, I think like just staying present and in the moment is the best thing that you could do for yourself. And it's so hard. Like I just say it like it's easy, but it's not. But being able to do that and figure out ways to do that for yourself um, and just enjoy, like enjoy your life. Enjoy the day. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look past you. Um, Just be in that moment. Um, I think it makes you more grateful and being more grateful will only let you be more happy. Be happier. Grateful (laughs) equals happy. You heard it here first. 
the there's genius. so many things to be grateful for. So. There's so many things to be grateful for. And I, I mean, I love a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a few people's advice has been centered around being present. And that is something that I sometimes take to hurt a little bit too much. Like I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to be present right here. Sometimes it's to push off something else that like I know I need to get done. Probably looking for Like you're literally like. Yeah, right. like I, I'm doing this right this second. And I know I have an assignment due, but like right this second, I'm going to go get done. I'm just going to take it right <laughs> here. Yeah. Yes. So I think that maybe I take a little too literally sometimes, but I do really try to live by that because you're right. You can't control what's already passed. You have no idea what life is going to look like. If we could sculpt our perfect future, we'd all, you know, look much different than we do right now. Our life would be so different. So you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. All would be millionaires. (laughs) Yeah, we'd be millionaires, like living the dream. Not that we're not living the dream, but... I'm just saying all this to say that you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. You can't control what's happened in the past. So being in the moment, really, I agree with you. It's like one of the biggest things you can do. And it'll just help yeah. you appreciate life. Just like when you're at practice, be a practice. You, right. You, don't worry about homework. Don't worry about anything else. Like, just be a practice. You're with your friends, like, 30, whatever, five of your Something. friends. Like, yeah. you're doing homework, you're doing homework. That's the one thing you're focused on. Like, mm-hmm. just whatever you're doing, just be present in that. Yeah yeah well this has been <laughs> yeah write a book <laughs> i'm just kidding i read them <laughs> yeah someone's done that someone beat you to it you just yeah. missed it i mean it. i read all the books so maybe yeah. you could just combine all the books and you have your own yeah <laughs> well nikki thank you so much for first of all being an incredible friend and being this outlet for me um and second of all for being on the lineup and helping me grow this platform and tell other people this incredible story that you have and reaching these people that I know some people need it and I know some people are afraid to either hear it say it or live it I guess and you've you've done it all I love you oh, I love you too love this podcast you're doing great things <laughs> thanks okay I'm gonna end it now so I'm actually gonna go because